0: radio I have one question for you Cody What's that? Would you rather get a rim job from a liquor or a blow job from Nemesis
1: Cuz he's got them teeth mm, Yeah you got to choose one The <laughs> liquor got that tongue what that mouth do Um yeah. Well and you know it gives new meaning to you know the phrase getting brain cuz you know <laughs> Right yeah the top of the head Um hmm
0: Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show.
1: Welcome
0: to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. And, uh, yeah, you don't hear Jay's voice. That's because Jay isn't fucking here. That's why. Uh, because he didn't see the movie that I saw this week. So I had to reach out and find people that did see the movie that I saw this week. And uh, only the Beard Brothers uh, from the Beard Brothers podcast have watched the movie. I reached out to all three of them. Only one of them answered the call. And it's my favorite one, the smoothest, the sultriest voice. And may I say, the sexiest of them. I am joined by Cody from the Beard Brothers podcast. How you doing, Cody?
1: Living the absolute dream.
0: Fucking A you are, man, because you're talking to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's never been anyone's dream. Uh, I, <laughs> I once asked my wife if she ever had like sexual dreams about me, and she's like, not one. <laughs> not ever. And I was like, so you don't dream about sex? She goes, I didn't say that. <laughs>
1: Not even Fair. while it's happening.
0: Not even while it's happening. <laughs> that's why your eyes are always closed. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just uh, a you know a white guy in Marvel movies named Chris. Pick any of the three. <laughs> <laughs> a means to an end. <laughs> that's right. I get what I want. She gets to She gets to live out of fantasy. It just keeps wondering why she's like your hammer's so big. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, shut up, just go with it. You want me to put the hammer down? <laughs> just go with it. <laughs> anyway uh so we are going to be talking about the brand new resident evil welcome to raccoon city and uh this is a reboot of the series uh for for the film franchise uh, it's it's pretty much it's it's published by sony and i believe it's screen gems that is the production company behind it and they put practically no money or marketing into this whatsoever i mean there's your YouTube marketing. There's like a couple 30 second TV spots. But as far as like any type of big ramp up and lead up into this, it's not there. Uh, it, and it's just kind of like dead on arrival. It costs $25 million to make, and it's made less than $15 million in its opening weekend. And that is not quite worldwide yet, but it, it has opened in some major markets, the United States, uh, Germany. France uh, and I believe the United Kingdom, uh, Canada, and I think it's soon to come to Australia. But it makes me wonder, like I don't know if this movie's really going to make enough money to cover uh, its its budget cost, its marketing back for them to want to do a sequel. And we'll we'll talk about that because that's kind of important because. This movie does have a post credit scene, so if you're listening to this for just a spoiler-free review aspect of it, uh, and you're st- you plan on going to see it, there is an after-credits scene to check out. But I don't want to belabor the point too much. Uh, I kind of want to make this a little bit of a quick review, so let's get ourselves into this week's review. All right, and that was the menu for for Resident (laughs) Evil on the Sega Saturn. (laughs) I didn't play it on the Sega Saturn. I played it on the PS1, because represent, you know? (laughs) But, man, Cody, I want to start off with you, man. Just some general thoughts on this movie. How would you feel about it? Did you like it? Did you have a good time? you recommend it? Stuff like
1: that. I think that if you are a fan of the Resident Evil series, uh, particularly, you know, the early ones, Yeah, you should go see it because I think this movie is pretty much just one giant fan service. Um, And I was here for it. Like, it didn't try to do, like, new crazy things with the story. I mean, it did in some spots, but really i think just in an effort to like keep the train moving on on things um, oh you
0: mean completely ignore like the entire thing about stars and raccoon city and totally or to Spencer mansion and just throw someone like alice into it and just be like new character
1: yeah pretty much like what? oh i've got some zombie in me but i'm also like telekinetic how's that yeah. work i don't fucking know watch me do some crazy kickflips and stuff like i don't <laughs> I that mean, series
0: got out of hand like so quickly. Like I was kind of with it on the first one. I was like, all right, a little different than the movie, but like I get it. It was really cool when like that laser grid killed like your your squad leader and stuff like that. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of cool. And uh, yo, oh, going to die down here. I was like, oh, chills, chills. I got chills. Look at that goosebumps. They're they're going up. And then uh, then the movie ended, and I was like, all right, so setting up some intrigue here. A little bit weird, uh, sciency stuff. That's Resident Evil. And then it ends with her in Raccoon City, and I was like, cool, Leon's. Coming up. Nope, Leon didn't come into so like movie five or six. He's played by Michael Schofield. That's not his name. But that's just what I call him. But it's Michael Schofield from Prison Break. I don't remember what his name is in real life. <laughs> I know he that was Captain guy. Cold in the uh in in Flash and, <laughs> and Legends of Tomorrow, but that's about it. <laughs> Wentworth Miller. I got there. There got it is. There. <laughs> I got there. Uh but yeah, that that entire series. I watched it all, but it was trash. I mean, it was it, it's like Watching a Fast and Furious movie, or the um, or the other one. What's the uh? Oh, I can't think of it. Underworld, like the Underworld series mm, as well. Yeah, where it's just like they're still making these. Like there's still a market for these. I can't believe there's still a market for these. Well, I'm in, and I I gotta feel like that's the way the entire general audience was when they're like they're still making these. All right, I mean I'm in. Well, I am <laughs> in.
1: <laughs> it's like the AV version of like junk food. Like yeah. You don't really get anything from it, but you know, it's there. So you'll ingest it. Paul W.S. Anderson gave us essentially like the TikTok
0: time wasting version of Resident Evil, where it's just like, it's there. So I'm just going to watch it. (laughs) I'm not going to really enjoy it, but I'm also not going to think a whole lot either. My brain is just going to be like on autopilot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no thoughts, head empty, let the zombies commence.
0: The, yeah, exactly. Except it, it was almost like by by the time they got far enough into the series, zombies meant nothing. It's like the Walking Dead television show. Zombies were meaningless after a certain point where it's just like everyone's just dispatching them so fucking easily. And I was just like, this is just not fun. But whatever. <laughs> that's that's the old series. that That's gone. But Paul W.S. Anderson, where is he? He's producer of this movie. He's in. He's part of this. And, uh, I mean, so I watched it and like you, I, I picked up on some things and we'll do some Easter eggs and some breakdowns at the end. Uh, you know, for when we do the spoiler section and stuff like that. But I did, you know, talking with Dylan about this and stuff after while I was watching it. Um, I was like, you know what? This is pretty cool. Like it, like everyone. Feels like a Resident Evil character, like a character from the games. Everybody's wardrobe matches that from the game. All the set design is like painstakingly ripped from screenshots of the game. Like, uh, you know, Raccoon City Police Department looks exactly like Raccoon City Police Department looks in the Resident Evil 2 remake. Spencer Mansion was done into such detail that that foyer You know, that very fancy way of saying foyer, that foyer when they come walking in, the paintings are exactly the same as they are in Resident Evil 1. I believe the, the the hd remake not not the originals i don't think you could actually see the pixels that were <laughs> yeah i was gonna say unless you want to just
1: throw paint on the wall or something i mean yeah it was just it was just a brown mess
0: uh surrounded by a frame <laughs> but like no in the hd remakes the paintings that they have up they're they're all there and there's some there's some lovingly thrown in easter eggs and some of them are even to moments of dialogue uh because the original resident evil was like its dialogue was notoriously bad um it, it basically like just essentially to today standards of hitting google translate from from japanese to english handed it to a bunch of of voice actors and said that's your script (laughs) no one reinterpreted it into english for anybody and that's why you get phrases like it's a lock pick i will give this to you jill the master of lock picking
1: i mean if that's not some emmy award-winning dialogue (laughs) right there
0: Why they didn't get Helen Mirren to play Jill? <laughs> Are you sure you want to give me this lockpick, dear? <laughs> of course, you're Jill, the master of lock picking. <laughs> but they and he's and I, if I remember watching like a making of like the the actors who did the original voices for *Resident Evil*, they were given like very short amount of time to do it, so they only got like one read at the lines. And that's it. They didn't get to go back. There was no voice director just going like, come on, man. Put a little conviction behind it. So you know that guy was probably just like, is this a real line? Is this a real <laughs> line? This this Jill sandwich line? And they're like, nope, you already said it. We
1: recorded it. Just <laughs> yeah. move on to the next line. What's the context? You don't need the context. Just say the words. Say the goddamn words. You're going to be okay. Oh, God. Say the goddamn fucking words. Say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so so like you, I love the aesthetic of this movie. I thought they got the aesthetic absolutely right. What I don't think they got right was a lot of the characters. I don't think Chris Redfield was. It's weird. I don't think he was macho enough, you know, and I think they were worried about like portraying him as too macho maybe. Uh, but you got Robbie Amell playing 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 Chris Redfield. And it's like, I think it's okay to make him kind of like a blockhead, kind of like a, you know, I can punch my way through anything type character. <laughs> Boulders um, even. But they made him a very sensitive man. and that's, And that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with men being sensitive or anything like that. What I'm saying is, it's wrong for that character <laughs> to be that way. I mean, this is a guy who in Resident Evil 5 did go to a village and essentially commit black genocide. If you ever played that game, you literally you know, go to as an African one country. does um, as a giant buff white man. And you slaughter hundreds of native Africans. And if but, that is not passed out by every KKK member to his children, I would be
1: surprised. But that it's game, okay, though, because they gave him a light skinned last minute edition of a partner that, yes. you know, so it's it's th- look, fine. It's that fine. game
0: that game is racist and even capcom in hindsight has been like we were wrong
1: oh did they actually admit it i did not yeah, think yeah, they, they did no, we were we i just we thought the wrong. addition of sheva was just like okay we're in the clear now
0: you were in the clear she's shooting them too <laughs> so you want to say black on black violence is okay. of
1: course we got to take it there <laughs>
0: I laugh but actually I'm very serious that game was very racist It's one of the reasons I didn't play it but uh, so but that's the portrayal of Chris Redfield I felt like Albert Wesker I don't want to get into the change that they made to his character because it's a bit of a spoiler but they made some changes to to his character Jill was mostly Jill but she kind of got pushed to the background a lot she you know and she was one of, she was your main playable character if you were playing on easy mode uh, in the first game so for her to get pushed to the side as much as she was I was like well now I'm feeling like that's th- th- like you're doing her a disservice and now you're not only are you not portraying Chris in the right way. But now you're portraying Jill and you're just, like, pushing her in the back. And now you're not giving us a strong female lead. And I wonder if they were afraid to give us a strong female lead, being that Mila Jovovich was in it previously in the, in the original series. And that was, you know, a strong female lead. Not sure.
1: So, see, it's tough because I wasn't expecting Jill to be a badass. I mean, looking back, all of them were kind of airheads. I mean, like... Bless his heart. Chris was stupid. Leon was stupid. Jill was just like she wasn't stupid, but she was yeah. But was Leon
0: as dumb as he was in this movie? Because Um,
1: dumb, yes, like clinically inept, Mm. absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like Leon in this movie. If you're if you're a fan of Leon S. Kennedy, and you're a huge fan of 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 uh, of Resident Evil 2 and 4.
1: You temper those expectations right now.
0: <laughs> he is not your Leon S. Kennedy and it has nothing to do with the fact that he's playing being played by a brown man. Like it, that that has nothing to do with it. I think even Jogia probably did the best job he was given with the script that he was given because uh they portray Leon S. Kennedy as a drunk. Um it is his first day on the job which is accurate to Resident Evil 2. But Like, by the third time he's seeing a zombie, he's still like, hey, man, calm down. Take a step back. And I'm like, what are you doing? You've literally seen two other zombies at this point. You know what's going on. Donald Logue even told you what was going on. Secretly the best actor in the movie, by the way. Donald Logue. Fucking love him. But he's even told you what's going on. And you're still trying to reason with this mindless, gnashing, gnarling, like, shambling zombie that's coming towards you. Why? Why? Why are we trying to do this? And like, I found myself then a- after that point, like questioning the entire movie because I'm like, the movie doesn't even believe itself because its characters don't even believe, it, believe in themselves. He is portrayed as such an imbecile. Uh, I do think that Neil uh, McDonough did a fantastic job as William Birkin. No.
1: Yeah, I will say I'm a little disappointed that they went that direction with uh, Annette Burkin and that she was just kind of like this uh, unknowing, aloof housewife thing, as opposed to like a complicit like piece of the puzzle.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that's some of the stuff we'll have to get to in spoilers, but that's another character they changed. So, um, they what but and what I found frustrating is. The fact that here is supposed to be the Resident Evil that Resident Evil fans wanted—a more faithful adaptation of it—and I don't—I'm not saying that they should have made, you know, one and two, you know, beat for beat exactly like they were in the games. But what I'm saying is, you change the characters, you change the story, and aesthetically, yes, this looks like Resident Evil, but the words that are coming out of the mouth and the things that are going on on screen are not matching up with. With my expectations as a Resident Evil fan, especially going into this when all the marketing, it was essentially leading you to think that this was the faithful adaptation that we all wanted after the first Resident Evil movie came out. The ones that were directed by by, w, by Paul W.S. Anderson. And it, it's not that. It's not that. So temper your expectations right Oops. then and there <laughs> because it ain't that.
1: So there seems to be like, and for like, whether it's video games, movies, if there's something being rehashed or redone, there's like this fear of like, well, we can't make it exactly the same. It can't be a 100% mm. faithful adaptation. We got we to gotta do new things. We got to do fun things. And you and also like-
0: got to do enough to make it accessible to a general audience as well. Like it, it can't just be for the fans, but you have to throw in the fan service, and they mm-hmm. do throw in the fan service. But there's ways to tell the the original Resident Evil storylines, uh, and, and truncate it a little bit, cut out some stuff, and make it something that's viewable as a two hour long movie. Now this isn't this is about a hundred minutes. It's not quite two hours, but I, and, I, and I feel like they they just failed to to do that. I mean, the pacing of this movie is all over the fucking place that's one of the things that really bothered me is like i'm following the stars team into the spencer mansion and something action-packed happens and instead of like letting me cool down with those characters or moving on to the next set piece in that in that action sequence i'm cutting to leon acting like barney fucking fife you know bumbling around the 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 rcpd building and i and, and i'm just like i why am I doing that? Like, why are we bouncing back and forth between these stories? I understand that these two stories are going to coalesce. They're going to come together. They're going to gel, but I don't like the fact that I'm jumping back and forth between them. I think like a, a much better way of doing this is the story that, that, that you, that you cut the most out of is you do like a prologue with the stars team going into Spencer Mansion. You know, the prologue you can get done in like 10 minutes. You know, the mansion blows up, and then we start with Leon on his first day, and we kind of follow him, leading him into then towards the end meshing with those other characters so now you're following like an act one act two act three all of them together and now you've meshed the series together instead they chose to just go back and forth back and forth back and forth which doesn't give you any type of arc structure to the film whatsoever so you're pacing you're not you're not following along as easily as you could because the story is just coming at you it's such a such a blindingly Fast pace in in one scene and then you're on to the next scene and you're getting more pieces of the puzzle and they're just coming out of people's mouth as dialogue, you know, just dialogue drops telling you exactly what's going on. And I'm just like, this isn't the way that movies have previously shown me how to follow their plot <laughs> this is it's just not how how, how how plots are done and um i was just like this the writing i mean l- i'll leave the dialogue aside for a minute dialogue is cheesy and i think that's okay for this level of action movie but it, it like the pacing was just absolutely awful
1: i kind of think that they painted themselves in a corner with that because of like the fact that they kind of redid the characterization and and the fact that they were trying to possi- possibly market this to, to people that weren't necessarily just, re- I don't know, Resident Evil fans. Personally, I don't think I would bother with this if I wasn't a Resident Evil fan. Um, that yeah, just made- or at
0: least have some cursory knowledge of Resident yeah. Evil. Yeah um, Maybe you dated a guy who played it and you watched him <laughs> play Resident Evil 4. What's all
1: this noise about? Um, <laughs> exactly. but, but I think that because they opted to make these changes that... They had to, or thought they had to do some like handholding at the beginning. And then after that, it was like, okay, well now we have to bounce off of that. And it just became the sort of awkward, awkwardly paced thing that we know because of how they ha- had to introduce these things. And maybe that's an amateurish look at it, but that's just what I kind of guessed. Um, Because while I'm no film expert, I will say that I did notice that as well. And it was a little jarring. Um to, to try and sit and absorb when you're constantly like where am I what's going on
0: exactly exactly and that's I, I, I think that this movie threw a lot at you um and it it didn't quite it, it, it never gave you as an audience member a chance to catch up with the characters at all We got our characters set up in the first 20 minutes of the movie and and that was it no character has any type of growth in this movie whatsoever and that, that that's that's a problem. Right, like there's, if if you're giving me characters, I want this story to have meaning for those characters. If Chris is is an unfeeling lunkhead who is, uh, you know, kind of chauvinistic and and you know the, the type of guy who he's a hammer and everything he sees is a nail. If he's that type of guy, give me a reason for him to be a more affectionate person. Right, give me a reason to then buy him to be the more sensitive Chris by the end of this. They really don't.
1: He doesn't you know, have the I, biceps yet. That's all.
0: That's a, that. That's what it is. Robbie Amell just wasn't juiced enough. He twenty-four <laughs> inch
1: pythons, brother.
0: <laughs> he didn't have them. Uh, but I think Claire Redfield was the only one that was given any type of an emotional arc. But she's not in it enough. You know, we're following so many other characters for me to be like, that's the star of the movie. That's the one that 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 I care about most because she's not. She's not in it. Enough, you know. I think she gets just about as much screen time as Robbie Amell does, and as much screen time as as uh, Leon S. Kennedy does. So it, it for for me like that falls flat too. I mean, we're talking about a lot of negatives. I understand that uh, because there's not a lot positive. the The <sighs> ending of this movie was one of the most abrupt, rushed endings that I had ever seen in a while. It was literally like. The, uh, the editing team is like, Hey man, they told us to get it in under a hundred minutes. And it's like, well, shit, where are we at right now? And they're like, we're at, we're at this scene. And they're like, uh, all right, well, cut this, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Okay. They're on, they're on the train. Cool. End. This is the end. <laughs> Big bad's coming. What, the, ha- how's he dispatch them? I don't know. What are we going to do in the pickup shoots? A rocket launcher. Yeah. Boom, that nailed right. it. That sounds good. And then what are they going to do? And then what happens? Credits. I feel like the problem with this movie happened on the editing room floor. And that's, you know, I don't think anyone ever comes out to make a bad movie ever, but I do think that the director and, and screenwriter of this Johannes Roberts, uh, you know, I don't think he, he was out to make a bad movie. That's not to say that he's ever made a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) He did make the strangers pray at night. So if you're a fan of the strangers series, that's that's fine. Um, he <laughs> that's does, a choice. That's a choice. Uh, I mean, the first, the first, the strangers is good, but you know, the second one not so much. Uh, and he does have a, a long history of doing shorts and some some direct to, to video uh, horror movies, including Forty Seven Meters Down and Forty Seven Meters Down Uncaged. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I don't know if you really put this film in the hands. Of a capable director, that you know, it, it's almost like by hiring him, Sony and Screen Gems wrote this movie off from the get go. <laughs> and I feel like, as fans of the Resident Evil series, we were just given a disservice once again.
1: I think for someone who is starved for something a little truer uh, to the source material, um, i.e., not the Mila Jovovich films, it's something that. Either they expected the audience to overlook, or otherwise, uh, were vindicated that the audience were overlooked. Because I myself, I, I, I think did, um, because I had such a good time with it that like, I, it's like I could see the issues, but I just kept making excuses for them, just like, oh, it's not that big a deal. It's you're fine. just a
0: starving man picking every grain of rice out of the bowl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, doesn't mean it <laughs> matter if it's got dirt on it. It's fine. It's a little dirty.
0: It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little slimy. It's still good. It's still good. It's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. It's
1: good. I know. Master was gracious enough to grant us with a bowl. <laughs>
0: And oh, you and thought it
1: was gone. Here's another grain of rice. Just when you thought it was done, and now it's gone. And <laughs> Now it's gone.
0: Uh, and I think that sums up like, like my feelings on a movie. But I'm not. I'm not saying that like you're wrong. I'm not saying anybody's wrong for liking this movie. Um, you know, a- after I came up with my score for it, I always after after I come up with my score in my head, I like to go into movies and be completely. You know, completely clear and free. So I don't check the Rotten Tomatoes. I don't check Metascores. I don't check anything like that. Um, but I did come up with my score for this movie, and then I went and I I checked I checked the the Rotten Tomatoes, and it's like twenty eight percent, I believe the critics are giving it, and the audience is giving it. I believe last time I looked was sixty nine percent, and that is technically if if you reverse those, nice. it would be certified fresh, right? It's over sixty percent, um, so it's not a it's not a failure. Audiences. Like it, <laughs> ish. <laughs> they, they 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 like ish it, uh, <laughs> and and I and I think that's fine. I think we do need more movies like this in the theaters. You know, um, it, it shows you that that we have a healthy theater market when you can throw a movie out that isn't a Marvel movie, isn't you know, isn't connected to to, to Disney in some way, isn't part of the of the uh, you know Warner Brothers universe, or isn't uh, you know some huge. Ungodly budgeted movie like Dune or 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 like Bond, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a franchise movie because that's really all we've been getting is movies that are either made by Disney or they're a franchise movie, uh, or they want to be a franchise movie and the studio is pushing them hard. I I you know I think this works perfectly it came out against practically nothing for a general audience so they they picked a good time for it to come out but they failed it in its marketing completely because i saw barely any tv spots for it and it was almost like a hey only internet people are going to want to see this movie so we're only going to market it on the internet plus it's cheaper it's budget's only 25 million we hired a director that sucks and uh sorry sorry johannes but you're 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 not a fantastic director uh <laughs> <laughs> but you might have something in you you know but you wrote this so it's yeah, i i could blame it on the script but you also wrote it so
1: it almost it, sounds like a challenge like how yeah, much can we squeeze out of this it's for your head the most the play, minimal sir. The most minimal of investments, exactly,
0: and 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 that's exactly what Sony and Screen Gems did. The, the most minimal of investments, and that's why I say, like, I really feel like they did a disservice to fans of the Resident Evil series. And I was a little hot under the collar by the time I was done with this because I was like, you know, I came out of the theater kind of like kicking a rock down the, you know, d- down the road, and I'm just <laughs> like, ah.
1: a sad overture in the background, yeah. <laughs> just a, just a lonely because
0: cl- I felt like I was duped. I felt like I was duped. I felt like I was going in there to see something that was a little bit more faithful. I felt that I was going to see something better. I wasn't thinking great things for it, though, because I could tell by the marketing that it wasn't going to be great. They weren't putting a whole lot of money behind it. They didn't want it to succeed. And the worst part about it is this movie sets you up for sequels that you're probably not going to get. And that bothers me a little as well. Uh, so, Cody, any final thoughts on Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon Raccoon City. Welcome to Raccoon City that are spoiler-free.
1: Spoiler-free. Um, You know, I think they did some interesting interesting things with some of the characterization. I think that, um, you know, just the visuals and the aesthetics, like you said, alone were like a nostalgia bomb. Um, so I think if you're a fan of the series, definitely check it out with the tempered expectation that it is not... Uh, it's not not changing you know it's not doing great things it's not anything more than you know sort of a guilty pleasure viewing right. but i a I kind of s- think they knew that
0: a step in the right direction right if, yeah. if if this series and the and the original series were both running a 40 uh the the first series didn't even get off the starting block this one at least took 10 steps before it fell on its face <laughs> progress
1: progress <laughs> progress we're getting better
0: so cody what's your score man we score things on this show a to f you know you can add in your pluses and your minuses just like school so you're giving it a school grade
1: oh goodness um we will give it uh b minus on the average scale c plus on the honor scale um i am (laughs) i like that i'm torn between the two Um, i'm sticking with a c plus man i feel
0: i feel like that's 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 the accurate one your heart says b
1: minus though I think my heart wants it to be a B minus, yes, okay. but just. Um, so let's say this Resident Evil fan B minus, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just as an action, go watch the movie, see what you do, see how you feel. Uh, we'll go with C plus.
0: We'll go. with <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, so for me, this is a D plus. Um, <laughs> Oof. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I I mean, I really came out of this movie liking it about a sixty <laughs> percent. <laughs> uh, so no, French. I mean- yeah. I mean there's things to there's things to enjoy there's things that kept me interested right I couldn't wait to see what happened next cuz I couldn't see some of my favorite stuff from the games make its appearance and some of it did and I was gleeful and I was happy when I saw that stuff and then there was other stuff that I saw that I went like Meh. <laughs> and I tried to review this movie without being angry fanboy and stuff like that I tried to review it from you know a film watcher standpoint as 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 a guy who doesn't professionally review movies would never call himself a critic or anything like that But I did look at this movie and I was just like, these are the things that are kind of like wrong with it. And when I, when I, you know, put it in my, in my Venn diagram or on my pro cons scale, the cons just really outweigh the pros. Um, and there's just a few really good pros that make me recommend it. I don't recommend this for the theaters at all. I think that this will be right at home on some streaming service. Since it's Sony, it'll probably come to Stars first. Um, so you might want to catch it on that, you know, early home video rental. I believe, which would be it has-
1: appropriate too. You know, Stars, yeah. Stars, yeah, Stars.
0: We'll 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 get into one of my disappointments, which is that right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I I uh, you know I just wanted so much for this movie to be good going into it knowing that it wasn't going to be good but still hoping against hope and wanting it to be something that i truly loved and it just wound up being something that i'm just so meh about i'll probably watch this again i might even own this video (laughs) i might even own this movie at some point
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i won't enjoy it
0: I, uh, I could see this being a guilty pleasure. No, it would be, this is the perfect background noise type movie that I can chuck on, right? Like, I can put this on like a like a Fast and Furious type movie where it's like, I don't have to pay attention to the plot. The plot's meaningless, but um, it's got a couple cool scenes and some things that, like, if I'm vacuuming the house while this is on, I'll stop to be like, that was pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> Back to vacuuming. And those are, like, my favorite type of movies to, like, own and put on because... It's either you love it so much that you know everything from it, so you you watch it like sporadically and stuff like that when it's on, or it's something that's like it's mildly okay. I put like like the original Venom in like that same that same camp <laughs> where mm. it's like this movies this movie's not good, um, there's things I enjoy about it, so it's perfect background noise for me.
1: And you see, that's interesting because I feel the same way about Venom. Like I didn't expect it to do great things, and it it delivered on that front. Um, but I still had a good time. Yeah, I even had a good time. I think I was
0: mostly positive on Let There Be Carnage as well. I don't remember my score. I don't, I don't keep track of my scores like Jay does. Um, I just go with my heart and I, I put it out on recording and I leave it up to people to tell me what it was. I think it was somewhere in the C, probably minus or C, C range, whatever. Uh, I still but
1: haven't seen it yet. I bought it.
0: Hey. I, I bought it. I bought it with a bundle with the original Venom and I watched them both back to back and Venom 2. I was just like, it's not an improvement, <laughs> but I had fun. I had some fun. You know, it's like a really bad one night stand when you're drunk. It's just like, I had fun. Will you call me again? Oh, no.
1: <laughs> God, no. But you know no. what happened?
0: And I don't regret it. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. All right, man. You ready to get into some spoilers? ready spoiler warning spoiler warning spoiler warning all right man i'm gonna let you kick this off uh what were some of your favorite like little easter eggs and stuff like that that you saw
1: well um first of all the inclusion and like pretty solid regular inclusion of lisa trevor was like my favorite um, I wouldn't even really call that an Easter egg. That was, you know, explicit.
0: No, it's um, cool, but but you get your you get your standards here, right? Like we we get our liquors, right? Well, we get one liquor, but we get our liquors, which made her first appearance in Resident Evil Two. Um, you know, we we get Birkin uh, going through the two stages that we saw of him going through his metamorphosis in in Resident Evil Two, um, mm-hmm. and we 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 get our zombies and stuff like that, and we also get her, so
1: um the the opening zombie the the first well not the first but you know the quote-unquote first zombie you know what you see in the game head turn yes yeah. that was that gave me a little tingle i um, i
0: know that the guy you know the guy directing this johannes like really went in and that's one of the most iconic scenes from the video game it's been redone a hundred times it gets better every time with the hd and stuff like that um they even did it in the original series with paul ws anderson but here I felt like they nailed it. Like when when I saw that zombie turn around, I was like, "That's perfect."
1: And I think that That's they perfect. they probably did like and you know probably shot it over and over and over because it they felt like that had to be perfect. Um, maybe they did it on the first take. I'm like, okay, let's move on. But it looked as though it was something that they really like. Try no, I,
0: they, they even like I, I saw some side by sides on YouTube. They did their best to even match the speed of the head turning and stuff like that. So they they put time and effort into that because that's a trailer moment, right? Like that, that's a mm-hmm. moment that you put in the trailer to let Resident Evil fans know that like we're making your version of Resident Evil. You know, they lied to us, you know, much like <laughs> much like when I was told, you know, about joining the army. And so I was lied to uh, didn't wind up joining. But <laughs> uh, they just lied to like them.
1: that,
0: yeah. It, but 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 it got me. It got me in the door here. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know,
1: then there were small things like uh, like when Jill was sitting in the meeting room and she said, "So, would you rather be eaten by a giant snake or a giant shark?" And it's just like, "Oh, bitch! If you only knew." Right, uh, because, because
0: <laughs> if, if you play as Jill, the I forget the name of the character that's with Jill at that time. He gets eaten by a giant snake, but. If you're playing as Chris, you get eaten by a giant, uh, I think it's a great white shark that's infected with the G virus or T virus. I think it's the T virus. They're both infected with the virus.
1: But uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's Neptune and Hiss. Maybe I can't remember their names. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like, oh, what fun. Like, and you know, that was early enough on and it kind of washed the taste out of seeing an alcoholic Leon for some reason. That bothered Um, me so much, man. Like... Leon just being an alcoholic. I was like, why?
0: And then we never get into it. Yeah, like what does this add? What was this choice? It does it adds absolutely nothing. It added to his ineptitude. That's it. They made him an absolute fucking imbecile. And it bothered me so much and uh, if you were expecting Wesker to wind up being an umbrella plant in stars because first off you know in the story of the if you if you're not someone who lists who, who played the games or anything stars like everything in Raccoon City is pretty much run by by umbrella and if umbrella is isn't outright running it they are secretly running it <laughs> because even the chief of police uh, here played by donald Logue, irons uh he was in on everything he was on the umbrella payroll and so was wesker wesker was not actually a member of stars he was actually a member of of the uh of umbrellas like you know clandestine own private military and he was in there essentially spying on stars to make sure that people like jill and chris didn't get too far into the mystery and in in this movie instead of giving wesker somewhat of an interesting character turn they decided to be like oh he hates this one horse town and he he's given he's being ex- he's being given the option to take money and he's going to turn on his on his people for money and i was like that makes him so much less interesting you're like just like doing
1: money it. bold like yeah yeah <laughs> like if they
0: made him an umbrella plan you're now making umbrella more of a villain in this movie than than this movie allowed because this movie barely mentions umbrella there's umbrella symbols here and there which I but as far as umbrella being painted as the big bad they're not it's really Birkin is being being trumped up as the big bad and it's like But there's this entire organization that's behind it. And it's like, it's supposed to be an allegory for the evil of corporations. And we live in a country where in 2011, you know, the Supreme Court ruled that corporations have the same rights as individuals under the Constitution. Therefore, they can give as much money as they want to any campaign, essentially equaling that everybody who is an elected official everywhere across the country is bought and paid for by some corporation. Corporations are people, too. How? But how is that not a more interesting storyline than Wesker just wanted some extra dough so he can get out of his one horse town?
1: <laughs> and, you know, I was excited because when I saw, bless his heart, that Palm Pilot, um, and I was just like, oh. And you
0: saw the map, right? And it's exactly yeah. the same as the map in the game when you played the first game.
1: And I was like, awesome. oh, okay, this is where it's, re- you know, quote unquote revealed that he was actually with Umbrella all along. And it makes his duplicitous, like, you know, buddy, buddy, um, you know, stars person persona uh, that much more like, oh, okay, no, you know, which-. but he did, you know, it wasn't a persona. He was just, you know, one of the guys with stars. And then it was like, oh, this Umbrella thing popped into my lap. I was yeah. chosen for reasons unknown. Cool. Let's roll with it.
0: Dumb. Dumb. I really wanted a scene where he turned into the bad guy and very cheesily put on his sunglasses and then became the ultimate villain of the rest of the story where I was like it's he put on the glasses. (laughs) Anime glare like that that's what I wanted, but that's not what we got. Uh, we got, we we got, it's, it's like they could have taken it in so many interesting directions and instead went for the simplest, easiest answers to everything to get us to the end result. We we get some other Easter eggs in it. Like, uh, the Jill sandwich line, right? <laughs> yep. Jill, Jill, Jill essentially, uh, goes to shoot a bottle off of drunk Leon's head while he's napping at the diner, uh, <laughs> at the diner counter. Um, and, uh, you know instead uh she shoots wesker in the head grabs his sandwich and went this is jill's sandwich now and i was like
1: uh uh i get it i feel like they had a like a little brain trust and were like how can we work this into the movie yes immediately and like that was what they came up with and i wasn't mad about it but i was just like okay check got it in there <laughs>
0: so we, we we talked about the monsters and stuff like that but we but we didn't talk about the uh the doctor who was in in all the writings um in th- throughout throughout the mansion in the first movie you know you you read all these writings from a doctor who starts out like very coherent and stuff like that and it immediately it immediately degrades uh and the 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 speech becomes more and more uh, simplistic and, and then to the point where it's incoherent. She kind of mentions that she's itchy and then she eats somebody and it's tasty. And then the last journal entry that you read in the game is itchy, tasty. I didn't remember that that was actually an Easter egg until Dylan asked if I caught it. And I was like, no, I didn't because it's been honestly 20 years <laughs> since i've played the games pretty much um and he goes yeah that's that's this and that and that and that and blah 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 uh and it, it when claire is attacked by zombies at chris's house one of the zombies is kind of in like a nightgown or some sort of like hospital gown and on the the glass she is writing in blood itchy tasty so,
1: which i i really appreciate that and include it included that that was included at the same time i was like why is homegirl just writing that on a stranger's screen door why um, does a
0: zombie have enough brain power left in them to do that because these are mindless shambling zombies that are in the resident evil series they don't really carry much intelligence behind them unless they were also infected by the g-virus which then allows them to retain some of that intelligence
1: well, they were going with like this Aaron Brockovich vibe where like Umbrella poisoned the town and then Flint, skedaddled. Michigan, right? Yeah. <laughs> no clean water. Yeah. Um so I don't know if that was supposed to be some sort of like in between before it settled in. Yeah. Um so you know, I can I can suspend the, the disbelief, but okay. I was still just like, eh.
0: But that's a storyline that got dropped, right? Because, you know, we we get the guy in the Internet video that that Claire is, like, there to meet because she's an activist, which fits with her character in in, in the games as well and in some of the ancillary material. Like, she – I believe she goes on to, you know, later on to work – with people who have been affected by T virus and stuff like that. She's a medic, all that stuff. It fits with her character for her to be somewhat of an activist. And then we meet that guy in a jail cell. We have no clue how he got there. We assume it's because of all of, his, all of his lambasting of the Umbrella Corporation, but it's never expressly said. And then he is dispatched so quickly, and we drop the entire storyline about the G virus leaching into the ground, to, to the, to the uh, town's drinking water. Kill him
1: with a tyrant, you cowards.
0: (laughs) One of the other things that I saw that I really liked was there was an advertisement in the background in one of Donald Logue's scenes that was for health spray. Umbrella health spray.
1: Oh, that's fun. I did not catch that.
0: No character used health spray in the movie. No one was given an herb, although I did say it would be pretty cool if there was a character after someone got hurt, handed someone a spliff and said, Here, take a toke of this herb. It'll help. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're, uh, they're medicinal. It's they're fine. They're medicinal,
0: yeah. But it's 1998, so it still would have been illegal. Because the movie does take place in 1998, something we didn't mention. Um, It's kind of accurate to to the timeline. Uh, But other than health spray, we also got the Ashford twins in this as well. Or at least a mention of them. Which they are huge in the uh, Code Veronica, which many people point to as as the best game in the series, uh, next to Four.
1: Mm, I have thoughts on that, but I, <laughs> it's definitely up there for me. Um, it it really did some interesting things to the character, and I would l- characters, and I would love to see that get remade. Um, but it does think-
0: tie all the stuff that Birkin was doing at at the orphanage. Which the the front of the orphanage looks exactly like it did in Resident Evil Two Remake. Like they 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 made that look exactly the same. Uh but it it does it does a little bit for the story where now we understand what Birkin was doing with the children in the orphanage.
1: Yeah, and and it expands like uh, sort of Umbrella's reach and like just how far like what they're doing yeah. goes. Um, you know from there to other city to antarctica so you know
0: but it doesn't tie it in enough it gives you like a thread where like me and you who know a little well me who knows a little bit and you who's a fan of the lore can now draw that line between the ashford twins and what's going on in the orphanage but like a general audience member is just like cool a creepy video of twins whatever
1: (laughs) yeah what are these children of the damned fucking torturing bugs for move along
0: Exactly. Uh, As we mentioned uh, earlier, Leon just kind of shows up at the end to take down the tyrant with, with a fucking rocket launcher. We don't know where that rocket launcher came from.
1: Standard cargo on an underground secret train.
0: Yeah, Duh. but the, even the train—that is how uh, him and Claire escape in the second game. Hey, and then uh, towards the end, Wesker gets revived. Um, you know, we we see Jill shoots him uh, because he was going to shoot a little girl, uh, Birkin's daughter, um, and you know he winds up dying as a result of that. He gets revived by Ada Wong. Uh, with the help of a little bit of the G virus, and his eyes turn red, and he's given his glasses. This is the after credits scene. And this it didn't rub me the wrong way, but it bothered me a little bit because in Resident Evil 2, Ada Wong was working for Albert Wesker. Not Albert Wesker working for Ada Wong, but she is the mysterious benefactor who offered him the money and gave him the palm pilot with the map of the Spencer Mansion, which led him to be like, I want money. He was essentially Mr. Krabs in this. Money, money, (laughs) money, money. (laughs) are you feeling it now are you feeling it now yeah exactly and uh and and also this like sets us up for the sequel right because now he can he can come back he's a little bit affected by the g virus he's going to become an agent of umbrella and he's going to want revenge on the people that did this to him who are the survivors of the film um but we we'll probably won't get a sequel to get a tie into that, but at least we got a little bit of Ada Wong added in there because I don't know how you do Resident Evil Two without Ada Wong.
1: Yeah, I mean they worked her in, I guess, as much as they could if they were just using her solely as a vehicle for like Wesker's mutation origin story or whatever. But pretty much, you know, because she was, if I remember correctly, she was the one that was like. They took that whole storyline away from her. I think going to meet um, Ben, whoever the guy in the jail cell, um, because she was just supposed to be like the one going to meet informants to like spring something on Umbrella. Because that always kind of confused me with the games. Because I was like, you know, at first I thought she was trying to bring Umbrella down, but then she was like working with them later, and then became like a huge part of it with Resker and. I didn't quite follow all that. So maybe well, she's working for at-
0: someone else who is treating her. She's essentially like a triple agent. She's she's pretending to be working for umbrella while while working over Wesker uh, and then later working over Leon. But she's not actually working for for umbrella. She's working for another organization who has ordered her to infiltrate umbrella and stuff like that it's it's all very confusing like you can watch a 20 minute ada Wong video if you want on youtube to really catch up but they kind of flip the roles here instead of ada being hired by wesker she's being hired by by uh someone else and we assume it's umbrella but again this movie does not paint umbrella as they, they paint them as shady but they don't outright say like they are behind it all which and i'm I guess you can fill in the blanks a little bit, but I... I think that's what they were trying. I think that's what they wanted people to do, is to just recognize that that white and red umbrella symbol and just go like, oh, anything with that on it, no good. Unless it's health spray. (laughs) Uh,
1: Just the fact that they were absent, you know, the fact that they weren't actively there which i guess is also kind of the same vibe in the games like well, you see not the remnants entirely of
0: absent because donald loge is doing his whole escape things trying to get out of town in his oh car and that's stuff like right
1: that. things got hunky
0: and yeah things got a little hunky right there because as people are like maddeningly running through the streets trying to get away from the gnashing gnarling jaws of zombies behind them uh there are umbrella operatives wearing gas masks who are mowing citizens down and uh, even though no one is like there's not a name badge on the soldier that we see and it says hunk but uh, it you know (laughs) know. yeah they're wearing a gas mask and you're like oh that's that's what hunk looks like so there's a there's a hunk reference in there but it's still not enough to just like I wanted something that like really tied this all into umbrella to make me I really wish that Aaron Brockovich Flint Michigan storyline went somewhere
1: yeah it I mean, it just seemed like an interesting way to – a vehicle for this, you know, spin on things. So, because, I mean, I guess we never really did get to see much of a buildup to the infection of Raccoon City. So, this was their way of showing the city as a city and not, like, the wasteland it was before it was wiped out. Well, Um, speaking
0: of, uh, like, you know, the outbreak of Raccoon City – I missed out on one of my favorite scenes in the entire Resident Evil series, and it's the very beginning of Resident Evil 2, where you're Leon Kennedy getting out of the police car, surrounded by zombies, and you have to like essentially waste all your ammo getting to the front door of, of, of Raccoon City P-Day. I really wanted that scene. Instead, we get the truck crash and stuff through through, Raccoon, through through the Raccoon City PD, which is almost exactly like it happened in the remake game, you know, the truck driver eating cheeseburgers and stuff like that. The the dog wasn't there, uh, but you know, you we still get all that, but we don't get Leon essentially like fighting off all the zombies and stuff like that, which is always one of my like what a way to open a game, right? Is to throw you into this hopeless situation where <laughs> you're going to die a couple times before you figure out how to get out of it alive. You got to respect the game for that.
1: Trial by fire tutorial. Exactly,
0: exactly. Um so I kind of missed that scene. Also missed the scene of of uh Dobermans, uh you know, T-virus Dobermans jumping through windows and stuff like that. Didn't get that. Very upset.
1: No, you did get one where you thought uh, Irons was going to get bit in the ass. That was cute. Uh, yeah, but, but instead,
0: Irons gets his prostate tickled by a by a liquor, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> which brings us back to the question
0: we opened the show with: uh, BJ from <laughs> a blowjob from Nemesis, or <laughs> or uh, analingus <laughs> from I a just- liquor.
1: Uh, uh nemesis is one of my favorite villains but unfortunately i don't think he would be as tender as i require
0: and as he's on his knees he looks up at you with his one good eye Stars.
1: <laughs> yeah uh, i mean unless imagine, you if you had his control you can
0: control him and make him do whatever you wanted. yeah <laughs>
1: what I would do is make him carry me around everywhere because i got that <laughs> upper body go. strength, so it's I true. would never walk again.
0: Until halfway through the game when you've blown him up with enough rockets from your rocket launcher that he's just kind of like this weird scrawny tentacle monster.
1: Uh, he ain't scrawny. He had some beef to him. Besides, <laughs> that's just more appendages with which to carry me.
0: Yeah, now now you now once the tentacles come out, now you've got the hentai porn. To,
1: yeah. So- <laughs> now we're moving into something, and we're getting I'm here for it. <laughs> uh so man
0: that does it for easter eggs could you think of any other easter eggs um that like popped out of the screen at you obviously like we're not doing like a full easter egg breakdown video here you can go to youtube and watch the people who do that over there if you want that but any other things that like stuck out to you like you 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 really wanted to put attention
1: on oh nothing that jumps out i think i hit the one the the ones that made me go oh (laughs) and clap like a simpleton um i think i hit on they did the thing. They did the thing. Yeah, they said <laughs> it. They did it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm the same man. That's that's all the stuff that I, I was picking up off. Uh, but man, it's an enjoyable movie if you're a Resident Evil fan. It's enjoyable enough. I don't think it's enjoyable enough to go to the theaters where it's COVID for. Um, you know, especially if you live in, in a packed market. Cody, I understand you don't live in like a very packed market for 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 theaters.
1: No, we were one of probably. I want to say maybe 15 people in the theater. So...
0: Now, since I, was, I saw this on a weekday, it was empty. But from what I understand, like Friday night, like they had a lot of people in there and a lot of people uh, were, were apparently kids and stuff like that. So um, younger, I, I say kids, but like younger than me, you know, late teens and stuff. So
1: I was, and we did have this one kid behind us who was not having it. Um, He was clearly terrified, but his mom wanted to see this movie and she just was like trying to talk him down. And I was just like, oh my God, Jesus Christ, take your kid and go parenting Um, yes (laughs) but yeah i guess you know you get where you can but uh hearing him scream during the oh god well it was something in the mansion there was one part where he literally screamed out loud and i i jumped at him not based on what was going on uh, on the screen because child was screaming my ear but you know details
0: oh i just remember another thing they cut out uh speaking of children the whole point of birkin chasing down his daughter is that he wants to mate with her because he needs a pure blood mate for the g-virus
1: you know suddenly i'm not so sad about certain things <laughs> being cut out
0: <laughs> that's the thing in the games man uh, it also happens in like one of the animated movies where uh where another guy turns into a tyrant and he's looking for his sister because again he needs a pure blood mate to procreate with a lot of incest man
1: which is funny because uh, if I remember correctly the tyrants ha- were like full Kendall so oh they got a Quaker. <laughs> oh there you go like Do a it, like bird a chicken like,
0: yeah like like a bird or an alligator you know any type any any type of any type of fowl or uh- <laughs> or lizard you know (laughs) so that's gonna do it for super movie bros this week cody i really want to thank you for joining me and talking about uh resident evil welcome to raccoon city with me um this episode wouldn't have happened without you well i mean it would have but it would have been 15 minutes and it would have just been me talking into the ether and about 10 or 15 people would have listened to it and have been like, Dave's really boring on his own. That's, that's <laughs> very true. Uh, Cody talks to me on, on our video game chats and he knows that like when I'm, when I'm not on the microphone, I am not like this at all. <laughs> I am not a fun person. Well, um, he's even
1: more delightful.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty down person. Uh, but I want to thank you, man, for joining me. It was honestly, it was a pleasure. I love talking resident evil with you uh, and you and uh, you know, the beard bros are the only people that i know that saw this movie so
1: well it sounds like some people need to step the damn game up and go see it Jay. maybe depending on what you think uh what we think of what we said but yeah um no it was great to be here and thank you so much for for listening to the filth i had to spew
0: absolutely it was a blast why don't you tell everyone where uh where they can listen to you more of you that sultry sexiest voice of yours oh bless
1: um, so we are the uh, Beer Brothers podcast. You can listen to us really wherever you can listen to any podcast. Um, I know we are on um, taking a little bit of a hiatus right now. Um, Dylan is working for um, a package delivery service. and of course being that it's right before the holidays, they are ramping up super hard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, AJ has got stuff going on with his work and about like 50 other endeavors because your boy is busy. Um, so we're taking a little bit of a break and kind of just recording when we were, when we can record, it's not, uh, as structured as it has been, but that's just more time to catch but up there, and but there's a ton of
0: backlog yeah to check out ton of backlog so go check them out love to have you and then of course um you know, we're, we're gonna put all our shit in the description so uh if you want to reach out to us on social media it's over there you want to call you want to leave a message on the hotline that's in the description as well um uh, you want to leave us a review on itunes that's fine if you listen to us on itunes i don't listen to us on itunes i listen to us on spotify i think it's a better platform just saying
1: <laughs> just, Way to alienate your Apple listeners. <laughs>
0: I don't want to alienate them, but like I'm an Apple like I have an iPhone, but like what they changed how iTunes works, and now like when I go to f- try and find new podcasts, I find like nothing new. And it's just like it's every celebrity and whatever podcast they have that's pushed to the forefront. And I'm just like, I don't want this. If I wanted to listen to celebrities, I would just watch their interviews with Stephen Colbert. Fuck 'em. I don't care. <laughs> I will. I want to listen to real people like myself have real conversations like we just had tonight. So um, I, I go to Spotify because I think they're better uh, with their algorithm of, of showing me what I want to listen to when I need a new podcast. That's it. Uh, we also have a Patreon. So patreon.com, Super Movie Bros podcast over there. Check it out. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Take care.